I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to this week's Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. I am John Denman, and this week we have taken a trip down to South Texas. and We're hanging out at McAllen area over at 5 by 5 Brewing Company. Well... We're, we're in mission. We're, we're not, you know, we don't affiliate ourselves with those people from McAllen, but uh, it's pretty, yeah, it's a metropolitan area, so, you know, it counts. You know, I, I didn't really notice it, like, driving from there to here, it was just like an HEB, then another HEB. No, there's a lot of HEBs down here, a lot of, yeah, I mean, I think we have, what do we have, like, 32 HEBs down here? It's actually it's a stupid it's, amount. It's actually, a lot of people don't realize it, but we have a huge metropolitan area down here. It's like 1.7 million people. And that's not including North Mexico, which is double the population than on this side of the border, too. So, I mean, collectively within probably a 100-mile radius, we probably have roughly around 2.5 to 3 million people. That's why there's, like, 8,000 food trucks. Yes. Because there's <laughs> for that many people. And they're all taco trucks. Hey, that's a good way to live, though. <laughs> yeah, it definitely adds uh, some uh, some uh, girthiness to a lot of us. Well, it goes well with the beers that we're having. And this is actually going to be a fun show because we have a lot of people hanging out. Uh, well, we'll start with 5x5, five five, George Rice, Daniel Freed. How's oh, it going? Uh, and uh, this guy. Oh, yeah, my bad. Jorge Gonzalez. Jorge Gonzalez is hanging out. So we got three from 5x5. Uh, five five. <laughs> then from... Lorelei and Corpus, Lorelei Brewing Company and Corpus, Trevor Belichick. Sir. And then Dave Fougeron from Southern Star just happens to be in the area. What's this guy doing down here? And so I was like, man, let's just make a show out of this. Wait, is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah. So I've been doing Dave Ferguson like all wrong? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like two years later. No, nah, dude, I'm just so used to it. <laughs> I would imagine. I, I want to address the, the, uh, the, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. It is February 22nd. It is 93 degrees outside. It is. Yeah, that's where it's like, all right, it's cool to be down here, but South Padre would be a lot better. Whose idea was to do this outside? <laughs> Unfortunately, it was mine. It was like, it's blue skies. Let's all sit out here and sweat in the, in the middle of winter. We got beer. We can hydrate. I know. That's fine. Uh, you know, so probably getting my underboob sweat working right now as, we're, as we right, speak. I think we all got some. Mm-hmm. It smells real musky around here. There's a lot of men at this table. <laughs> so. We're all kind of crowded. In. <laughs> yeah, we're all really kind of crowded. Why do we have to put these microphones so close? <laughs> yeah, it's the proper way to do a show. Man. We get to know each other. That's why. So and all. Five by five. Well, when did you guys get started? Uh, shoot, actually, like close to four and a half, five years ago. But technically, we only opened about three and a half years ago. Well, actually, four years ago, right? July fourteenth of two thousand eighteen. Yeah. July 14th, so that would be... That's when our official opening date, yeah. Yeah, so we're going on four years. Yeah. Yeah, four years. And 5x5, five five, uh, that's a military background we, for like... Yeah, we just did a random uh, Google search, military terms, and 5x5 five five popped up, so we ran with it. No, I'm playing. <laughs> like, we, a, that's, that's one way to do it. No, actually... A that's a this. believable story yeah. coming so from him, though. When... Uh, <laughs> 
we were all talking about the like naming of the brewery and uh we actually came up with a what we thought was a pretty decent name and then uh right before we launched with it we were about to llc out and everything and then uh we saw a newspaper article um announcing a brewery opening up down here with the exact same name so we're like yeah we got to go back to the drawing boards real quick and we're like weeks out from launching so i uh, went back to the drawing boards and uh someone came up with um you know what uh, we wanted to keep away from the military theme because we're all military we'll let everyone know about it and then um you were like hey let's do this so um you know it made sense to me it was a communication signal term that meant uh, loud and clear or all good and i'm like hey this is perfect let's go with it that's a fitting name for a brewery. Yeah, I, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's still confused. Like, what does 5x5 five five mean? Oh, it's the size of the uh, area they started off at. They did a 5x5 five <laughs> five shed. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what did you we use? You should just roll with that. You know, yeah. it's just, you, should, you should, like, put them all on your website. You know, like, it can, well. People uh, have really said that. People have said it was the size that we started off at. People have said that, oh, five owners, five deployments. People have said, um, <laughs> you know, all sorts of, like, the highest mathematical mathematical equation that i could come up with you know it was that all makes over the sense place. Yeah, yeah it does make sense uh <laughs> but it's been all over the place i'm like dude just google five it. guys working there they only got five we didn't start off with five guys we started off with uh pretty much me and daniel we're, yeah. we started off with just us two <laughs> three people yeah josh was just here to rake the labor i uh, rake true. the rake the grains and That's it was all true. he was pretty much good at that and barbecuing he owns a barbecue truck now. Yeah, so. he's pretty <laughs> damn good at barbecue. Yeah, he is. Say, that's a pretty important part of uh, the mission. Yeah, is to have good barbecue. But no, this is a it's a good little spot you have out here. It's it's my first time actually in this part of, of South Texas, Brownsville, South Padre, all that. Been yeah. over there, but first time coming over here. Very cool. This for, area. For the record, George said he doesn't uh, associate with McAllen, yet the brewery he hired is from McAllen. I actually live in McAllen. I just oh, like talking so trash then... about McAllen. <laughs> You're a mission boy. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that's how neighborhoods work, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of inner service or inner city rivalry. You know, it doesn't matter. We kick our ass all the time in football, so you know, it's all good. Understand? It's still Texas, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Things that matter. Even in, in cities, like I live in Pearland, and there's like Old Pearland and Pearland West, and it's just like there's a, there's a rivalry there. Just in a no, we're the same city. It's, it takes you 30 minutes to get from one side to the other. I mean, it's could be worse. Could take you like five hours to get across it, like Houston. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Houston's a different animal, though. I mean, and Pearland is pretty much part of Houston. Houston so is like, also <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the Houston metro true. area. Yeah. Oh, no, I live in Cypress, not Houston. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're from Houston. No, I'm from Sugarland. Like, yeah, it's Houston. Well, it always starts when you're traveling. People are like, "Hey, where are you from?" Like, "Oh, from Houston." Oh man, Houston. What part? Yeah. I was like, they "South don't. Houston." Really? Where? Like, Leak City, Clear Lake? No, 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 no. Pearland. Oh yeah, Pearland. Which side of Pearland? Right. It's like, all right, enough, <laughs> enough. Yeah, down here we don't get that technical. It's like, where are you from? Uh the valley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> from the valley. That covers a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's not even a valley. It's a delta. I don't know who came up with the name valley. <laughs> to call it the valley. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's more attractive. I'm like, yeah, let's plant a bunch of fake palm trees and call it the valley. <laughs> you know, none of these palm trees are actually from here either. <laughs> like, no, they're the, yeah, they're not. They imported them all. They look nice though. They do look nice. America. It gives us something to look at at our flat, desolate land, <laughs> right? As it tapers off very slowly to the ocean. Yeah, I think we're like 50 feet above sea level right now. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that's a lot of plants around here. The over like even in Houston and around my neighborhood, there's there's palm trees everywhere, and I've got palm trees in my backyard. And you're about 50 feet above sea level. And I'm too, about if that. 50, yeah, <laughs> if about that. the same. <laughs> 
Yeah, I went out there for the hurricane. I, yeah, I can vouch that you guys. I'm, are I'm a whopping 120 feet. in Conroe. <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in the highlands. <laughs> I just remember what was it the, when Harvey was coming through and and they're like, Paraland's going to flood. The storm surge is going to go. It was like, man, if the storm surge makes it all the way to Paraland, because it's like 14 miles to the water. It was like, man, it's, there's going to be much more and things. It's a surprise. It's just going to rain 58 inches in a day. Yeah. Then it came the other way. Yeah. But it's a. Uh, I don't know. I like it down here. It's fun. It's fun. That Food's beer great. that I'm drinking right now is really good. Uh, yeah, the, um, we're, we've been picking it up. Daniel and them's been pretty damn good with the beers, and uh, we're pretty uh, proud of the, the product that we've been putting out of as of late. So, you know, we definitely do a lot of quality control work on it. Well, I mean, that's, that is one of the most important parts of the brewery. I do a lot of quality control for a lot of breweries. And... Yeah, just, basically your job doing this, right? That's my job. Is to, it's, an, it's more of a need. Well, we don't we don't hesitate to dump something. Uh, like, like nah, nope, dump it. Freaking, wait, 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 wait. Are you sure? Like, yeah, dump it. Freaking, you know, we've done it, like, uh, probably a dozen times in the last, like, four Super years. important. Oh, we haven't done it that much. It's, it's a hard decision, too, right? Well, it, it's we've tough dumped, to decide to dump beer. maybe times in our entirety here. No, three of the major batches and probably about five of the nanos. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the major batches are the ones that hurt, right? Because those, those are yeah. in the thousands, and as yeah. you see them pouring down the drain, it's not just a, it's, a it's not just the raw material that goes into it. The, the right. part that hurts the, the most is the time and labor. Yeah, because it you, you tie yeah. up all that fermentation space just for Correct. to like like and then you know, yeah, I mean, like, and, and all that like like a per minute price of what that beer should be making. Yeah, yeah, you know, and also it's like yeah, no, never mind, and that's just a loss. Yeah. Yep. Or you can just put some swimming pools out here, fill it up with beer, charge so, money for people jumping them. So about a year ago, we had a barrel age that got infected, and uh, all my friends, uh, one of our, one of the brewers here, he doesn't work here anymore. He runs his uh, family company, but he's from Roaring Sons. Uh, got infected. He was like, "Hey, just do what all the other breweries do. Just like call it a barrel aged sour and sell it for double." I'm like, "No, we're not doing that." <laughs> and, you know, so we uh, dumped it out. It, uh, it was like 6 a.m. We dumped it, and uh, we actually played taps as we were dumping it. Uh, the video kind of went viral on social media. I mean, I was crying. Yeah, that is tough. Oh, yeah, we put a claim uh, yeah. in the FedEx. <laughs> the FedEx was supposed to send us something, so we scheduled a brew around it. Uh, oh, one day late, two day late, three day late, four day late, five day late. Nope, bacteria is already building up. It was gone. Yeah, so we, uh, I mean, it was sour, still, it was drinkable, but it wasn't and a that's why you, sour. That's why you never uh, brew Sorry. until the yeast is there. Yeah, so we sour, we basically soured 10 barrels of blonde, so down the drain it goes. Oh, man. I was like, yeah. man, let's just uh, package money from sour. FedEx? No, uh, FedEx has this claim process, and we have about eight different claims in on them because FedEx is just like... So do we have like it is a scam? I was like, do we have like the I'll equivalent you guys of store credit or something? It is a scam. <laughs> it is a scam. <laughs> yeah, we got literally eight different claims in on FedEx. In, unless this show is sponsored by FedEx, and so then it's not a scam at all. Yeah, FedEx. Uh, you know, <laughs> thanks to our sponsor, and they'll never be a sponsor now. <laughs> we don't have any shipments coming in from FedEx this week, right? Not that I know of. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're never gonna get yeast again. 
Well, you see all the, the Amazon YouTube videos and FedEx videos come and just throw stuff at it? You're just going to come and it's going to be yeast. I would like for them just to throw the stuff at us, just as long as it's within a timely time period. Like, as long you as know, you get it on time. We pay for overnight shipping, you know, $180 to get, you know, the yeast in here rapidly so we can, you know, get it, you know, oh, where it needs to be. I yeast pun so bad right now. Well, I, was, uh, I think I just did. I actually, not too long ago, um, that happened to me. I got a big old thing of yeast and it exploded. I was like, hey, uh, we need a new one. But then we we're like, we we're like, had to ship it to Southern Star, and so like, all right, oh, cool. yeah, don't have to that. worry about that. And all of a sudden, I get to the brewery 7 a.m. and as soon as the gates open, like the first run of a FedEx 8 a.m., here comes a big old thing of yeast to me. I'm like, this is going to Conroe because they're brewing it right now. So I was like, told I was like, well, won't be brewing today. I'll be driving straight to Conroe and told them like your yeast is will be in there about four hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, you got to do what you got to do, but did, that was a fun little Did you ever Wednesday. get your refund for your claim? I have no idea. No. <laughs> it's still in processing. Yeah. Yeah. We, I remember we, that day. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, sh- <laughs> what are we going to do? Man, yeah. I I don't know. I'm sure, you know, you guys aren't the only ones that experience, experience that. That's why I'm, you know, early in the days, I that was my plan was to open up a brewery and until I got to meet uh, a lot of brewery owners. Do you, yeah, like, do you value your life? And then I decided. Do you value your time? It's more fun talking to you guys about all the Are problems. Are you a married man? I am, Do yeah. you value your marriage? Uh, it's important, it's important, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I spent a lot of my time trying to talk people out of opening breweries. So it's not for, like, business preservation. It's just because I'm a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we we we're mentoring like three or four different local breweries down here because br- the brewing scene down here in south in the deep South Texas, uh, I wouldn't call it South Texas, the Rio Grande Valley is pretty much non-existent. Uh, there's pretty much three players in the game right now, and uh, we have a bunch of guys that are coming in and they're like, "Oh, this looks awesome. Let's do this." I'm like, "Are you sure you want to go down this road? Like, this is a lot of money, and uh, you're probably not going to get it back anytime soon. Like, you know, forever. Sure, you want to do this? Yeah, or ever." We- We've talked to a few people like that, and only one group of people has committed to it in Brownsville. Pluton Brewing is opening up soon, but well, Howling Rabbits is opening. Oh, too. Howling Rabbits too. He's he's. We've helped him a little bit. The guys at Pluton needed more help, but yeah, the, they're the only two that have really committed out of the four or five people that have, you know, gotten a better understanding of what it takes to run a commercial brewery. It's a whole nother animal compared to home brewing. Oh yeah, we we, we learned uh, the hard way, very very expensive hard way. <laughs> yeah, no, come on guys, beer's fun. All you're doing is making beer. Oh yeah, <laughs> isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. time. And I have to explain that to people. It's like probably about five percent of your job is actually making beer. Like the rest is cleaning <laughs> and paperwork. That's oh, why oh, I got into it. This job is to to clean and do paperwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even that's what I really that's where, that's where my real passion. Have lies. you seen my Facebook profile? My job description. That what is it? It uh, head uh, yeah janitorial specialist or That's assistant the, janitorial specialist at I Five by Five used Brewing. I to say like like brewer or something, a brewer owner janitor or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of janitorial. I'm yeah. I'm actually a troll online. It's like this is my like uh, my spirit animal. It's how I get stressed out as I go and troll people. Uh, and uh, someone was talking trash like, "Hey, you got no room to talk. Um, like you're just a janitor." I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes. You're right. <laughs> yes, that's what, that is what I am. <laughs> that is correct. And I, I write a lot of checks too. So between those two, uh, it keeps me occupied. Well, I've got a point. That I actually don't write checks anymore. I got a general manager that does all that stuff, which is, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, great. I don't you don't have to. Look, you don't have to look at that yeah. at that stage. Yeah. Uh, if I can go three weeks without looking at the checking account, 
<laughs> it's great, but it, it, it's normally only a couple hours. Like, Cody, what are you spending money on? What's that like? <laughs> what's that? What's that like? Well, it's nervous because all of a sudden I get a phone call like, "Hey, have have you looked at the account?" I'm like, "Oh." So I'm going to the invoices. I'm like, "Okay, we got this, this, and this due." Okay, yeah, okay, we can make it to See, next week. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or you can go, you can push this one back a little bit, and this yeah. one's it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. It's like calling. That's a, that's a valuable skill running a brewery. <laughs> uh, shuffling invoices. Shuffling around. invoices. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm familiar with that. Yep. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I could go back in time, I probably would have just stayed in the oil field. I mean, I, I probably would have stroked out by now, but you know, it would have been funner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's uh, get some more beers. Take a break. We are hanging out at Five by Five Brewing Company. Drink of ages. We'll be right back. Moving closer, now you're burning up. Don't be shy, baby. Push your luck. You never know when it might change up, fix up. The DJ's hot, and I don't want to stop. Hi, this is Robert, Elder Son Brewing. We're family-friendly and pet-friendly, open Thursday through Sunday. We offer styles from a wit up to a black IPA to a stout to a porter, all styles. Come on in and try the newest brewery in Houston. Elder Son Brewing. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HGX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. Back in 2012, Travis and Chris, along with their father, Wesley, decided to open up Harris County's first legal distillery, and Whitmire's Distilling was born. Crafting excellent whiskeys and vodka, they were making true Texas spirits, not just putting a picture of Texas on the bottle. Stop by the new distillery at Sam Houston Parkway in 249, or go by the new tasting room located at the former Buffalo Bayou Brewing Facility of Nolden near I-10 and T.C. Jester. Learn more about this veteran and family-owned distillery at Whitmire's.com. Our good friends at Valentin's in Pearland have been pumping out some great beers at the newly finished Tap Room and Brew House. Lots of indoor and outdoor seating for you to enjoy their multi-award winning beers. With one of the most diverse tap selections, you are guaranteed to find your next favorite brew. Valentin's Brewing, veteran and family owned. Bring the whole family. Kids and pets are welcome. Easy drive to Pearland. Tap Room is open Thursday through Sunday with food truck on site. Valentin's.com. We will see you there. Hi, this is Drink of Ages Radio here on the SB at 97.5. John Denman, we're hanging out at 5 by 5 Brewing Company down in uh, the so-called Valley. That's where we are. The Delta. The Delta. <laughs> the Delta. And, man, we got a whole crew of people hanging out. So we got George, Daniel, and Jorge from uh, 5 by 5 We have Trevor from Lorelei. And then we have Dave Fougeron hanging out from Southern Star. Made the trip all the way from Conroe down here. Not just and Southern Star. He also has his uh, new project, uh, Skull and Potion Meads. Skull and Potion Meads. With, yeah. This is dangerous. Uh, as a matter of fact. In a can. In a man. can. In a can. So so he decided to make some meads. We, we kind of talked about this 
a little bit, but we didn't talk about it on the radio. We last time you were on the show, you, you mentioned that you were going to start making some meads yeah, and some other projects. It's come to fruition now. Um, they are. Uh, I mean, definitely. I'd put that. In, I mean, you can you can suck it out of the can, but definitely, it's it's like uh, it doesn't taste like any mead you've ever had. No, it's really good. That tastes like breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a good way. That, that tastes like uh, we need to be sitting at South Padre, and a shot of rum needs to be in that. Uh, yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, but the, it kind of comes with a shot of rum. It's not a shot of rum, but uh, yeah, six percent, six percent alcohol, um, very fruit forward. So, I have taken it upon myself to um, try to bring mead to the masses in the state of Texas and beyond. So that's my new project that we're going to be doing. I mean, it's kind of a side hustle for me. And for the brewery, uh, the brewery acquired a winery license uh, last year, and have not even for that purpose. We were gonna, and we still are gonna contract vent some stuff uh, for a different person. Uh, it's just COVID, you know, so things happen. Um, but uh, we decided to start working on our mead project, and it's progressing along nicely. We've got that line. Um, some of them will be. Uh, uh, one of those lines of black cherries mandated into HEBs, uh, so it'll be in 200 HEBs across the state. Uh, across the state, so we're really excited about that. That's black cherry. You're drinking the orange vanilla. We've got a honey apricot. Sorry to hijack this with my stuff, um, and uh, but we're also coming out with the 12% mead lines uh, as well. The first one is going to be called Nordic Lore. Um, it's 12%, uh, just really really dry mead. Um, it's going to be in a 750 ml bottle. And I don't know where it's going to be available. Uh, there's a glass shortage, and the mead's ready, and I don't have a place to put it. So if anybody's got a bunch of whiskey bottles that take corks, uh, give me a ring. I'll bring a bucket up there next week and take some down. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> Let's do this. I got a quick question on you on that. Um, so being you, Sally Star, right, and all the time that you guys have been brewing, just out of curiosity for both ourselves and, and the people that are listening, so what, what are the, some of the, I guess, lessons learned or travel knowledge that you took away from going from brewing to actually doing mead? Mead is finicky. Um, I used to think that mead took uh, a year to be any good, and um, so, and I didn't. I wasn't familiar with the concept of craft mead, which is what the stuff in the cans is. Um, that's a relatively new thing. Uh, in Texas, Meridian Hive started doing it years ago, and they were way ahead of their time. Um, and I, I just saw that there was a giant hole in the market for it. Um, they were constantly having problems supplying, and when somebody's having problems supplying something, somebody else needs to make it too. So, um, so we jumped into it with there. It's been a steep learning curve, uh, we, but we've been intensively test batching. Um, my sellerman, uh, uh, Aaron Kendrick, is actually the lead on our mead stuff. Um, it just it, it takes it, it's it's more finicky than beer for sure because there's not any nutrient in honey. So it's just it's one of those things that uh, it's been a learning curve, but um, but we've been working diligently on it for uh, for over a year, and uh, and we're about ready to roll out with it. So I'm I'm super stoked. Well, this one here, <clears throat> this orange vanilla, it is it is pretty tasty. And it's kind of like how you described it. As, yeah, uh, it's like a, a an effed up dream sickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 adult dream sickle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, but how cool is this? You got literally four, technically five brewery representatives out here at the same table. You got, you know, us five by five. You got Lorelei out of Corpus. You got Dave Southern Star out of Conroe. You got Demetri out of Conroe. And then uh, I technically we can count Centio Brewing Company out of Centio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Saltio. Count, count it. Saltio, George. Saltio. Saltio. Not Saltio. Saltio, not Saltio. Saltio. Who's doing it right? Him or me? I mean, 
your boat have very Okay. It sounds like neither one of you. You're both Weddles. Oh, man, here we go. No, his brother actually runs. His brother actually runs a brewery down in San Santillo, Mexico. Saltillo, yeah, yeah Santillo, Mexico. So in Saltillo, Coahuila, um, we we ran a brewery out there for about six years, Saltillo Brewing Company, um, and and a lot of the stuff that that uh, they, they were just talking about, how you you're ahead of your time in pioneering, it, it does resonate. It's it's hard to kind of like break that ground. Uh, we, we did that six six years ago. I think you know craft beer altogether is picking up tremendously outside of the U.S. But but we have to thank a lot to a lot of people here in the U.S. that pioneered that effort out there, right? Um, what was that the, the name of that guy? Uh, Palmer. Um, John Palmer. John, John yeah. Palmer is like... Uh, the godfather. Like, but yeah, the, the godfather, right? Well, that before was, that was Papazian. I mean, he was, was like the yeah. home brewer, but Palmer really took it to the next correct, level and, correct, and, correct. and came out. And so one of the one of the things that, that really, really just touched base when you guys were, were talking about, you know, throwing batches away and stuff like that, it's painful, and then make, making that... that that decision is like kind of like that meme like no one's gonna know they're gonna know how they're gonna know right <laughs> but but you're kind of underestimating you know your your clientele right and and that is something that is very tempted you know when you're home brewing to to pass it off as happy accidents and stuff like that and, and you can when you're home brewing yeah. you know? but once you industrialize you can't have that luxury right you, you have to look for reputability quality control you're, you're in the freaking big leagues and you have to pay the price for it too what's that saying that we use in the military kiss method <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and especially like at, at at our stages, like the my most favorite beers to to brew right now is uh, I'm not gonna lie, is lagers, and the reason why is that it's, in my opinion, it's one of the most difficult beers to brew, uh, because if you screw up on anything, you taste it, mineral content, grain build, yeast, uh, clarification. If you screw up on anything, you're going to see it automatically immediately. Same thing with blondes. Like, you could tell a lot by how well a brewery is by their blonde ale. If their blonde ale sucks, uh, the rest of their beers are going to suck. It might taste good, but they're masking it. Um, you know, you could tell a lot by a brewery just by their blonde ale. That's that just my Sp- Spoken like a traditionalist. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, I, I am... I guess still a traditionalist. I, 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 I still kind of align myself with that, even though. Um, oh, it was shocking! It, it was shocking whenever you brought the the lemon, the lemon pie, the lemon pie. That sounds good, though. It, <laughs> it was it was really good, but I was like, I was like, Southern Star doesn't make this. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah I mean, and look, we're drinking a pecan, uh, a pecan uh, hazelnut actually, praline stout. You know, right now, it's amazing. Yeah, it's actually never really good. brought that yeast to y'all, and then. Taylor's like, hey, you want some beers? I went to the walk, and he handed me the lemon pie. I was like, y'all brew this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, actually, the last time I saw Dave was uh, September 1st of 2019. Whenever uh, memory. whenever the uh, uh, the Sunbelt Law passed, and we were able to do beer to go. And I was at my godson's uh, birthday party. And I was like, well, it's Sunday. I have Monday off, so I'm going to Southern Star. And I show up, and uh, Dave's at the bar just like, Shaking his head, I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Dave?" He's like, "I brewed a pumpkin beer." (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you you brewed a pumpkin beer? He's like, like, "You know what? You want to hear what's worse, Trevor?" I was like, "What's up, Dave?" I like it. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is a good beer. I was like, I don't like pumpkin beers, but this is good. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're venturing out. Like, So we did a Kolsch, you know, traditional German beer, and we're like, you know what? Let's add a butt, a butt ton of blood orange to it and see what happens. And, you know, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I get it. But, I mean, we still try to stay as traditional as possible. Um, 
you know, everyone's going crazy with the milkshake IPA, milkshake IPAs. Uh, I don't even know how to make those things. And Daniel's just like, hey, some, dude, just throw lactose yeah, in. Yeah, like, lactose, that's yeah. it. Um, but you got to make what people want, though, too. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like I've, I held out do that so down long. Here, though. You know? the, the craft beer community, at least down here, is so small. Like, yeah. it's very small. So, like, when we launched. But I it's mean, growing. I mean, look is. at how much it's grown over the past five years. Well, we, we identified that. We're like, what can we get? What beers can we make that we can get Miller Lite and Dos Equis drinkers to drink? And, you know, we tried the Irish Red. Worked out great. The brown is what caught me off guard. Brown's like one of the most least popular beer styles in America. And at an eight percent, an eight plus percent. Technically, yeah. it's an imperial brown. It's an imperial brown. We don't have it labeled as molasses. One. Just in finished it, and one. Just like, yeah. It, it, trust me, that took me by surprise too. I was like, They're, "You're doing what?" <laughs> and and it's selling how? Yeah. And um, in the and where? Yeah. You know, it, and, it's still yeah, our leading seller, and I, I don't I, get it. I mean, I get it. It's a good beer, but I don't understand how. Th- but then there it goes. I mean, that's that. that Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, like I said, it's a great beer, and you have it, and I just never would have – if you would have said, pick a style, any style that's going to be the number one sell, crappier seller in the Rio Grande Valley, you know, for two years straight or whatever, I would have – that, that would have been the – well, that would have been next to the bottom of the list of the styles I would have picked. Yeah, we're actually top five right now in, uh, in two beers, the Irish Red and the Brown, which completely is still shocking to me. And part of me is like, man, I hope the Brown really tanks – no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just such an expensive beer to make. That's true. Um, like, man, I really hope the brown and food. Oh, that, the, see, you're looking at this wrong. You hope that everybody really, really wants it, and then you can jack the price up a little bit. Oh, uh, it's common. Inflation's freaking. Well, it, honey. It, it, yeah. It's, oh, it's, my gosh. Yeah, the prices are about to go up. Yeah, the price of everything is about That's, to go up. It already has. Well, I think I just saw it like, went up like 38% on some like certain grains. The transportation costs are yeah, going to go up, grains. I mean, it's just like Dave was, me and Dave were talking earlier about it. It's like a perfect storm on grain prices right now. Bad yield, inflation, fuel prices, everything. Like, COVID. Oh, yeah, COVID. Transportation. We're looking at 30, 40, 50% increase. The, the price of honey essentially doubled in a month um, last month. And so we're going to have those issues. Right when you launch a meat company. Great time. Which really sucks for us because he has a beatery, and our flagship beer is a honey browed ale. (laughs) Like, what do we do? (laughs) Like, you know. You charge more for it, and people will pay more for it because everybody's going to be charging more. If you want that product, it's going to cost you a little more. It's just, I mean, it's just unfortunate. Just, it's, it's, you know, breweries. That's my, that's my so, life. So it's a series of tragedies. It's just, it's like, <laughs> I try to do something. And yeah. It's like, oh man. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, just a steady, just a steady kick. Yeah, you know, just a steady kick in the pants. Yeah, that's it's, it. it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, you know, make it through COVID and, and the shutdowns and all the all the different things that, that happen with that, and finally get back open, acting mostly normal again. And then now everything costs so much more money. Well, the shutdowns affected us bad, like really, really bad. I think it affected you guys bad too. Yeah, you he got, got lucky. You, you guys got slammed down yeah. here, though. You're, I mean, I remember at one point in time just watching y'all's infection rates and hospitalization rates. They just spy. I was like, I was like, what is going on down there? Yeah, it's crazy. We did get lucky. We've got, I mean, we, we got pretty lucky where we're at in Montgomery County. Uh, our county judge is a very kind of laissez-faire, whatever. And you know what? Turns out he was right. 
Yeah. You know, our rates aren't any different than anybody else's, yeah, and our death rates weren't any higher than anybody else's. But you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So. It, uh, I'm gonna vote for that dude this year, yeah. <laughs> for well, sure. It, it sucked for us, and you know I'm not blaming any politicians. They did what they thought was right. Sure. Uh, oh, hey, here's my GM. Uh, but they did everything that they thought was right. I mean, granted, you know a lot of it got politicized and stuff like that. But uh, for us, it hurt us bad, especially with our business model. Our yeah. business model was we're a nano brewery. Well, no, no, we're a microbrewery that's wholesale based, which is like one of the riskiest business plans you can take as a brewery. Most guys are retail focused. We weren't. We we're like, let's get product out, brand or we were brand focused. It worked out. Uh, you know, it's work. Well, I, I I think it's working out. I hope it works out. Um, but so you're working out pretty good. Yeah. But when COVID hit, um, all the bars and restaurants got shut down. So we had 280 accounts across the valley and complete halt. We weren't into canning. We weren't in packaging. We were just draft only. Complete shut off. Uh, so we pivoted quick. Uh, we as a brewery purchased literally thirty thousand dollars worth of growlers, uh, got them in quick, paid extra for it, and started sending them out to all the accounts because they're all doing food to go. And the governor said, "Oh, you can do beer to go." And so we're like, "Great!" But then the governor said, "You know, or TVC says, no, it has to be packaged." Well, it is packaged. It's in growler. No, 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 no. It has to be everything but a growler. Everything, everything but, but a growler. growler. I'm like, "Well, that's thirty thousand dollars down the drain." And you know, I was like, "What is the purpose of this?" Like, you know, they're selling margaritas to go, but we can't in sell in a Ziploc bag. Yes, yeah. in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> yeah, but I cannot. Sell a growler. I cannot yeah. sell a growler. You can sell a Ziploc bag. Did you try that? Yeah. Oh gosh. You should have. Well, uh, you know, so we you buy the Ziploc bag full of beer for 18 bucks and get this growler for free oh, See? so that's how you get rid of yeah. uh, i went into cup sales like 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 crazy is what i did for a while we we thought about doing that and then finally like what was it we were shut down for what five months pretty much uh we furloughed everyone except for uh we kept you we kept daniel our head brewer uh, for a little while. Yeah, I furloughed oh, everyone, even myself. For about a month, yeah. Oh, yeah, we furloughed them for we a month. We had rolling furloughs peaky. to where we would work two weeks, and then we'd furlough everybody for a month. And, we, I mean, we essentially shut down, too. Um, so it was, you know, luckily we had some government assistance. I emerged on this side of the um, of the uh, pandemic a lot less libertarian than I was than I went into it with. I'm still pretty libertarian, but I was like, uh, yeah, okay. That's I I, le <laughs> I left this pandemic extremely libertarian, uh, especially when the, uh, the government came down saying, hey, if you serve food, basically uh, what the way I translated it was like TBC and the governor's office is saying, if I serve a burger out here, it will prevent COVID. Uh, you know, it's government logic. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and yeah and, you know, nobody just proved that. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's like, hey, as long as we serve French fries, it's COVID free. You know, like this is insane. Uh, and that's how we actually opened up the food park. We always had one or two food trucks here, and mm -hmm. when they said, hey, uh, you know, TABC came around, like, hey, got good news. We're going to let you guys open up if you open a food truck, but it has to be 50 percent of your sales. Have and to you had food. to keep their receipts. I had I mean, to keep I, I, their and, receipts. And then they never asked for Which, them. Did yours yeah. ever ask for them? So here's I've a got private, whole private oh, they're company. Waiting. A private <laughs> yeah, company. it was like really, yeah, yeah. I can see it's like yeah. you know, four years from now, it's like, hey, if do you still have those records because they matter now. <laughs> they matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, so here's a private business. I, I have to go over there and like, hey man, I need to see your books because I have to turn this into the freaking auditor. The, the yeah, stack of do, the stack you know, of receipts I saw you guys go through and like the the paperwork just from other people's businesses you had to look through. I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm just making the beer. It was an additional like ten hours of labor. It was an additional pain in the ass for sure. Yeah, and it was absolutely for nothing. So I finally, um, I finally joined the Texas Crap Beer uh, Crap Breweries Guild. Uh, haven't joined them. I've always been kind of they're, they're very Austin clickish, so we always kind of stayed away from them. And their first approach to us was like, "Hey, you need to be a part of our organization. Give us money." And I'm like, 
no, like, go away, like you know, and uh, you know, it's kind of a bad time right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we finally uh, jumped in with them, and they uh, sent me a, a thing like, hey, uh, legislatively, what do you want to see? Is like the ball, the abolish, uh, the the destruction and freaking dismantling of TABC. Like that was my priority goal number one. I don't know how well that's going to be taken, but probably not very. Yeah. While I was trolling Chairman, probably Lilly, not very, but they probably all feel the same way. Yeah. While I was trolling Chair, uh, Chairman Lilly, who's actually a veteran. I was trying them on on Twitter, and uh, next thing you know, their chief of staff called me like, "Hey, chairman wants to talk to you." I'm like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I went too far. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, I explained to him my my viewpoints. Like, you know, you're you're killing all the VFWs and the American legions in the state from a veteran's perspective. Like, you know, what you guys are doing is extremely counterproductive, and you know, it's like, oh, we're just trying to keep people safe. It was like, well, what's the science behind it? Like, well, what do you know? I was like, well, you know, everyone in my family is medical, so I might know a little bit, but. Please tell me what do you know as a exactly the same as you. That's what I know. Yeah. If the pandemic taught me anything, is that nobody knows anything. How comforting was that to when you realize that nobody knows what's going on, and you know everybody's been faking it the whole time, and you realize that nobody knows anything about anything. And uh, I was very comforted by that. I came to a realization. (laughs) I came to a realization that you know TBC and them operate just like breweries, fake it until you make it. I've been telling you, the whole world operates like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like. Oh, man, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so I was yeah. pretty comforted. Well, uh, let's take a break and get back. We'll talk more with the whole gang. Uh, everybody that's here at the table, let's get some more beers. This is Drinking Baby Radio here on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. over in Edo is making great beers like Vera. Vera is an American sour ale heavily fruited with Marion Berry and Boysenberry during secondary refermentation resulting in bold purple pours and a deeply refreshing berry sweet and tart complement to the day. But it doesn't stop with just the beers. Trivia every Tuesday starts at 7.30. Wednesday live music, tacos and reverse happy hour from 6.30 to 9.30. Thursday and Friday happy hours from 2 to 6 p.m. and $4 draft pours. If you are running in the Houston Marathon, stop by after with your bib for a free draft pour of a special blend just for the runners book the barrel room for your next special event check out the website at trueanomalybrewing.com bearded fox brewing company to put it simply they are simple brewers who love great beer they like beer you can taste they don't want to drink beer just for the sake of drinking beer they want flavor they want hops they want delicious they want a beer that you can experience like aunt rose a red lager with a distinctive red hue and malty characteristics balanced well with the german hops to create a very approachable beer and a crowd favorite locally brewed in tomball texas so come out and try your next favorite beer at the fox den bearded fox brewing company in tomball texas it's in the name. Cheers. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindletap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindletap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers, and stouts. Definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play, though. Nine-hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindletap Brewery. Spindletap, that's T-A-P, spindletap.com. Like, I'm sure I get a beer. I'm like, ah, okay. Let's try get another one. All right. And Tampa Brewery uh, just came and came to visit Corpus, and he started this page called Chuggers. Mm. It's 
Facebook page, and it's just people that post your chug. And it's actually a very cool, fun site. And so shout out to Temp Bay Brewing. That was a really cool like idea. And like I think they have like 2,000 plus followers. So Wow. I mean, I would hit it up on Facebook. It's very addicting to watch and all that. I mean, it's recording, but yeah. I ain't going to lie. I, I'm pretty proud of my chugging capabilities. Daniel, am I good at it? I think maybe um, uh, maybe there'll be a chug before the end of this show. Sounds yeah. like a challenge. Let, let's wait till LNF. Just, just <laughs> okay, we'll wait till LNF. George, I have to I have to still set up over there. Actually, all of us do in about an hour or so. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's I don't know. Shotgun beer might be all right. If we do the chug, George, I just hope you keep the end of the beer down. Oh yeah. Well, I don't have the beer. Usually goes down your beard. Fuck you. Nah. Well, it's my first time at 5x5, five five, so it might be initiation for me. Yeah. Brunette bombshell. It's, it's my first <laughs> oh, time. Oh, God. Pitch, pitch or chug. Mm. So Dave gives me a strawberry blonde. You give me the, the brown. Uh, see, for a while, it was like, brown well, not for in, a while. It's, 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 uh, it's, you have to shotgun a beer off the line no matter what we're making. So I've shotgunned a black crack. What, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I have. What did, what did he make horrible. me shotgun when I was there? Oh no! I got lucky. I, I just shotgunned the 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 blonde. I'm the only one that can hold down a 19-2, which is amazing. No, that's a, that's that, a that, that won't say, I, remember, I will fucking shotgun a a Modelo Cella right now. Bring it on. A I'll 24 ounce. 24 ounce. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I got pictures in there. That's, we can that's fill impressive. them up. We can we can fill them up with a Mexican lager. And yeah. I'll go to town I remember the first time that we did the Mer Dude in cans at Lorelei. And I've, I've the, shotgunned that too. By the end of the day, though, <laughs> we're canning and all. They like, started at 8 a.m. All that fun stuff, and by the end of it. Like I think we just ended up every like, either my wife or uh, we just Uber everyone Uber home because everyone's home. like, yeah, no one's leaving the like because it's like candy line so we're taking pictures, videos, having fun, and all of a sudden oh there's a lot of ten percent beer gone, so right. everyone just has to so that that's one thing I love about Southern Star. Like, well, I mean, you have to organize it beforehand. You're like, hey, Dave. We're can, alcoholics? Can, 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 no, well, besides that. <laughs> like, like, Dave, hey. Functioning what, fun alcoholics. Can, what do I need to do to get access to the house? If I can get access to that house. See, you want to go in the rape shack. It, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go in the rape shack. It's a screwed up story. You do not want to hear it. I, all I'm saying, if you ever go to Southern Star, if you go to the guest house, if you have the privilege of going to the guest house. It's deep cleaned a lot. Bring a black light. Because deep clean a lot. <laughs> bring a lot of sand. Don't, don't hey, if you bring a black light, don't look in the closet in the guest room all oh, downstairs. I, was say, I think it's Gosh. best lately. You don't even want to go in a hotel room with a black light. I mean, yeah, more or less it's best not to know. It's best the not house to know. on that property. Yeah. Actually, I got a badass topic. What are some of uh, the screwed up not traditions? Uh, I'll give you an example. When we go to boil, we these guys have to be playing hall notes. It's a tradition. Every time we go to Boyle, they have to get the PA system on. Boom. Any particular hollow notes or just pretty much any of them? I'd start with Man Eater and go from there. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> it, it's any of them. But for some reason, whenever we've had trouble going to Boyle, the... Whenever we have music going, Hall & Oates just happens to be playing through the PA system, and literally within the time of frame of a Hall & Oates song, we'll be at Boyle. So it's just... It seems like our secret to getting to a boil is hauling oats. Yeah, that we have that tradition. We have we have a brewery rep that shows up out here. We we make them drive around in our truck, and we don't have doors, and there's no seat belts, and there's no bars on there. Uh, I've I almost killed the sales rep to uh, Freetail twice. Uh, I take a lot of pride in that. And what's the name from uh, the sales rep for Carbach, which I was actually hoping he was going to fall out, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> 
you got lucky. I only took you around here, but most of the time I swing them around a block and I'm hitting like 85 within. I'll just grab onto you. Yeah, I'll be like, it's a, very, it's a very, <laughs> very slick truck, and by slick, like the inside of it is just like Slippery. it's like trying to get you to fall out. Now I really don't have anything crazy like that. Honestly, never brew lately. I really, I, so I'm not a big music guy. Honestly, I listen to music, but I don't have a playlist or anything. But whenever I brew, I'll just put on the system, just uh, Always Sunny. And I just listen, listen slash watch to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm not talking about just the music. I'm talking about is there any screwed up traditions? Like, you know, him, you have to take a freaking shotgun off the line, you know, stuff like that. So we used to do the shotgun. I think uh, Varian and them used to just got that from you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Trendsetters yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so whenever I – back in – after I got done playing baseball and I was looking for, or I was at Lorelei look, just doing a resume. And then Varian and Laura were like, you're here, you know, you've been here for about a year just hanging out drinking. And then how about like, you're looking for a job? Like you just want to like sell beer here? Sure. That sounds like a fun time. So I went through, you know, the, the resume, this and that. I made the final three cuts. I went into my, uh, my interview and this is right after Harvey. And I walk into a room with all the Corpus Christi breweries and brewers and they all look at me, and I was just like, uh... And then Laura, the sweetest little lady ever, and the funniest person ever, she takes takes me, like, shows me around, interviews me. And then after the meeting, Varian and uh, Jessica Dobbs, the taproom manager at the time, came to talk to me. And they just wanted to talk, just see how it is, who I am, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's like, I think I, think I got all I need. And then Laura's like, oh, wait, before... I need you to do one thing before like you work here. She's like, can you say vent badge three times fast? I was like, ma'am? She's like, don't call me ma'am, call me Laura, but say vent badge fast three times. Vent badge, vent badge, vent badge. Okay, you're hired. It's like, is that it? Is that like for everybody? She's like, yeah, I just want to see how many people can do that. What were you saying? Vamp badge. Vamp? Vamp badge? That's amazing. I'm almost tempted to have you spell that out to make sure I'm hearing this right. Is it V A M P V A G? V A Vamp vet like a like a vampiric uh, vouch? That was, that was the only thing that they were like, hey, can are you able to say this like three times fast? I was like, I'm not real sure I can. Vamp vouch? Nope, I can't. <laughs> say it once. But I was like, that's like that's you like the, the only initiation. So fired. like after that, because like I guess I don't know. After that, then every time like they're like, can you say that? And it was like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. I've used my one shot up. <laughs> I, I love your all's brand, man. You guys should be like in every single coastal bar and restaurant, freaking from South Padre Island all the way up the coast, man. Freaking the mermaids are beautiful. Oh, one yeah, would think, they, you know, it's just like branding. that's what's so that's what's so hard about things right now is like there's there's a lot of us and then we're fighting against a you know, a couple of very giant beer conglomerates that are posing as craft that have so much leverage that can come in and just pay their way into it and, th and that's against the law and i'm yes i'm accusing them of doing it because they oops, sorry uh they do um but they're protected they're protected yeah they're protected and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna snitch on them and that's what makes it hard you know that that and that's what it is and you know it's it's not you know i've, I've been i've been on this on this tirade before but it's Look, Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev came out with their plan, and they had the audacity to call it the long tail 
Yeah, that they called their company the Long Tail Holdings or something. If you know anything about economics, the long tail is all the rest of the stuff that you get after you conquer the market. Then there's this long tail of little guys, and you know, you know, you look at this bell curve, and then there's this long tail of little guys that eat up the rest of your shares. And they came in under long tail holdings with the deliberate goal of eating that too. And you know, I mean, it's good business, but you know, they're just dishonest about it. And did you see how they got called out recently by? Uh, see, it doesn't matter who calls them out because nobody cares, and that's the whole thing. It's like in, until people care, and I don't think people are going to. You know, it's like because they use these. These things, like in Houston, they, they, you know, they came out with Clutch City beer, you know, and it's like, I was, you know, I was, I was emotionally involved in the Rockets winning the championship in 1994. Those guys weren't around. Most of them weren't even born, you know, and and they've got this, you know, reminiscent thing of like the dream team and whatever, you know, and it's like Clutch City. That cost anybody from Houston is going to want to buy that beer. If I did that, I get sued immediately because I'm not a a, a MBF, you well, know? The story you told me about the 12th man, Ron, is really upsetting to me because I mean, I'm it's not— It's upsetting to me. I mean, I'm, I'm not big A&M. I went to baby A&M. I went to A&M Kingsville. But when I heard about that, like, you know, the 12th man beer from, you know, uh, Carbach, uh, which oh, is man. really popular up there. And uh, I mean, here you what, have what an alumni. want to buy a, 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 a 12th man beer that's got— the A and M logo on it, but I, you know, I did something like that, and it wasn't even that. We had a, a guy that was wanting to do a twelfth can beer, and I'd ran a pilot batch for him so we get first use in commerce, and get threatened to get and, and and pretty much got a cease and desist with a lawsuit attached to it. And I mean, this was years before, but you know, and lawyers are calling me, and they're like, "You can't, you know, do." And, and mind you, no, it was twelfth can, not twelfth man. Didn't have any logos on it at all and they were like you know the this beer is uh you you can't associate beer with a university half the people here under age it'd be this that and the other and it was all legalese bullcrap but you know a year ago carbot comes out with his 12th man beer with the freaking a&m logo on it sanctioned by the university you know and it's just it's so disheartening and it's like and you know what? I don't care about their loyalty, whatever. You know, it's like, you know, but it, but it, it's sad. I, I don't wear my Aggie ring anymore, you know, it, because, you know, because screw that. You know? it, 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 Valley had their it, 12th man. Yeah, I mean, it's they like. that one out for a little while. And they probably quit doing it because they got cease and desist. Because unless you're, unless you are a. 13th man. That's right. They had 13th well, that, man. Yeah, and they can't do anything about, about yes. that. But inle unless you're an enormous behemoth of a beer company with infinitely deep pockets that can pay people off. I mean, they don't do this out of the kindness of their heart. You know, and, that, and that's what we're, but that's what we're up against. And, you know, when you've got, when you've got the, the, um, you know, that kind of power eating up the long tail and calling it long tail holdings, you're kind of screwed. And that's why it's hard. And that's why you're not in every bar in coastal Texas because, because Carbach is. And that's why you guys down here aren't in everything because you've got, you know, it's just, it's a hard fight. So you have to pivot. And like we, we pivoted pretty hard. Like we got pushed back, especially like, you know, the, the last big push in Texas, Yingling, you know, Northeast Brewery come down and they came into Texas hard. Yeah, but you just, biggest I, I record just, sales day in Texas history. And they came in really hard. And we lost probably about 20 or 30% of our market shares within a matter of like two weeks. Yep. Uh, and so we had to pivot quick. And, you know, we, 
freaking juiced up our sales force massively and uh, went out there and, uh, you know, freaking was able to get everything back pretty much and then some. Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's painful it's, because it's, they could throw so much money It's at funny, it. though, with them, though, I knew my strategy was duck and cover because I knew that I was like, we already have Shiner, you know, and it's just like that's yeah. where they did the damage. Yeah. And, it, yeah, you can find Yingling here. Yingling, I'm not besmirching their brand. Their beer's fine. I mean, and you know, and Carbox beer's fine. It's not. It's not a quality of the liquid. But Yingling is like we are, like we already have that. They're trying to pulverize a niche, a niche that has already I, is already taken. I love Shinerbach, not just simply because of the beer. I mean, that was my that's my go-to beer. But I love Shinerbach because of what they do for their community. They yep. do an astronomical amount. They're they are the truest sense of a community-based brewery i know they're big they're massive but they still have they're not as massive as you know, i mean you yeah, go, you go they, out to it they're they're big but they're not super massive but they still have the same vibe like that lorelei yep. has you absolutely have, you know they're, they're very community they're forward. they're true texas well no it's been really fun man it's been uh, i wish we could continue doing a show like this uh this would be something that if it would, you know, the radio, being on ESPN is pretty amazing. It's it fun. Is. And it gets me into a lot of things. And we do a lot of, it's a lot of fun being on ESPN. But there's also time constraints. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, you, can, you can't say fuck as much. You can't. You can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't say beep. Yep, you can't. Yeah. All those things happen. And, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it is really cool. Uh, Lorelai and Corpus Christi. If you're in the area, I mean, it's about to be you know beautiful weather. Spring breaks coming up, all just, the fun stuff. Yeah, the winter Texans are probably about to leave, and it's about to be beach season, season, and uh, getting ready to get the surfboard out and start catching some waves and over the bottle beer. beer. Yeah, I surfed there a few times. It's the exact opposite for us. This is our peak season yeah. from uh, late October to late March. April is our peak season. After that, it's just like the Mojave Desert. It's <laughs> It's brutally Death. hot. Yeah, it's dead and brutally. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. so weird about it. It's like you know, I look at sales numbers down here, and like we're dead in Houston right now because it's February, and down here is this, this is beer season right now. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's strange. Well, and I talk to my buddies that own breweries up north, uh, not North Texas, but North Country, and they love the summer. And w- us, we're like, God, man, I don't want to do this summer again. You know, we're forty percent decline in sales. Like, oh, damn it! And they're they're like, oh, man, it, it is the truly, winters, it is wait. truly too hot to drink beer down yeah, here. It is, it is <laughs> hot, but I mean, you got you gotta go to pat to go to the beach and leave the beach. You pass us, and then also during that time, we have uh, our uh, baseball team, uh, Anum Corpus Christi, uh, but then also we have the Hooks, the uh, which is one of the most beautiful. Uh, uh, minor league baseball teams, and it's the Astros uh, minor league double A team. So cool stadium too. Also, yeah, it's like always cool top stadium. five. They uh, got your beer in there too, right? I, I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, at one point in time they had both the parson. <laughs> yeah, there. I'm not real sure if they do. Anymore. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I like to think so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I mean it's one of those. There's so much foot traffic uh, that really comes through. Then we got a new bridge coming through, new downtown. So everything's like really uh, new. Uh, Mustang Island, so everything's really coming together. But yeah, this is our time to shine. To where even the small little other uh, cities up there, like Port A, free all oh, that. They're, yeah, like, they're getting Cinnamon Shores. Like wow, oh, like, they're getting you know, slammed. Like what the hell? Like it, COVID blew that up. We're like okay, people want to people trying to get away. I don't know how many times like after COVID, like never you could actually leave your house after COVID. People from San Antonio, Houston, uh, Austin, are like I just want to see sand. Yeah, and, and not like, Galveston right, cool. Sam. People finally realize that hey, Galveston's really stinky. Yeah, let's Galveston's, drive down. Let's drive down south a little bit you more. Know, it's Galveston is so great at night. 
I've never yeah. seen a beach that has mosquitoes the size of sparrows until I went to Galveston. Yeah, anyway. Oh, go oh, go go up go you go up to uh, Sabine Pass and then no, to the size no. of like hawks. No, that'll <laughs> scare you off. <laughs> What's that? A hawk? No, it's a mosquito. That's a mosquito. Run, run! run. Yeah. They're double whackers too. They're like, nope, <laughs> yeah. nope. They're yeah, not exactly. in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five by five brewing company, man. Appreciate you guys having us out and letting us, you know, of course, drink all the beers, all the fun stuff. Well, we'll be up in y'all's neck of the woods in probably about another two months, man. We're leaving the valley. What well, we're staying here, but uh, the beers moving up to San Antonio, um, Austin area, College Station, Waco. So uh, we're going to be across more of the state very, very soon. Congratulations. Thanks, Moss. And of course, Dave Fuseron, always good to see you, buddy. Southern Star Brewing Company. Likewise, John. Yep. Uh, we're going to drink a lot more beer tonight. Yeah. It's going to go. Going to have some. It's always something to look Probably forward to. Probably going to happen. My first time they finally let me out of the brewery. Oh, you're <laughs> for a treat. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's show. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to Drink of Ages and all over the internets and Spotify's and Amazon's and Apple's and other other podcast place but uh everybody be safe and we'll talk to you next week